I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, quest, question. Hello, everyone. This is Vic Cohen, broadcasting live from downtown Los Angeles' Skid Row Studios. And the name of the show is It's a Fair Question, because on this show, every question is a fair question. There is no question that is too personal or off limits. I have never asked, a, I will never hold back on this show. And I actually, speaking of questions, I have plenty of questions for our special guest tonight. Her name is Chris Cahill, America's Clairvoyant. Yes, did you know you're America's Clairvoyant? Apparently I am, according to you. No, Rick. well, it was funny. <laughs> I told Chris, I said, you know, I'm plugging you as America's clairvoyant because you are in many regards in my mind at least and chris said no um i'm international so you're a little off on that <laughs> here i thought you know maybe i was overstating things and she's like no i'm global <laughs> so um you are clairvoyant is that correct yes i am so the joke would be you know you knew what i was going to ask and you know everything i'm gonna ask but that's not really the, true Correct. Well, the definition of clairvoyance is the ability to see energy. It's not about predicting anything. Okay. Now we had a uh, a show prior to this called Hotbox, and a lot of people in that show were seeing a lot of things. <laughs> yes, they were. Right now, <laughs> the smoke is still here in the Hotbox. Is perhaps that what you're seeing right now? You know, I'm working my way through it. Okay. So clairvoyant is just about energy. It really is. I mean, clairvoyance is a psychic ability. What it does is, that mean? Psychic means being able to be sensitive to or aware of energy. And clairvoyance is a psychic ability that means being able to see energy. It's clear seeing, clairvoyant. Okay. And so being able to see energy clearly. And that is what I work as, as a, as a psychic. I prefer to use clairvoyance. Okay. Now here's the thing about this. Miss Cahill. May I call you Miss Cahill? Is that, um, I know you're married. You may call me Miss Cahill because I'm not a Mrs. I didn't take okay. the, yeah. Miss Cahill, this is what I want to know. Okay. You're being very, I know you're not being evasive, but I don't get exactly what you're talking about. Perfect. People don't talk about, I read energy. That means nothing to me. No, no offense. No, no give offense taken. Give please, like give me a practical example of what reading energy looks like. And maybe someone listening, one of you listening might actually be clairvoyant. You don't even realize it. Well, first of all, I'd say that yes, you are clairvoyant and maybe you don't realize it, but that's okay. Energy is everything. Everything is energy. Bodies, people, cities, relationships, houses, you know, dreams you have, everything is energy. So when I say I read energy, what I do is I look at the pictures. When I, as a psychic, what I like to do is look at vision, pictures. I see it as pictures. It's really fun. And it's actually something artists do and designers and hey, performers, musicians, you see a picture, storytellers, they're looking at pictures all the time. Now, how does this work in a practical way. In other words, someone sits down with you like I am mm -hmm. right now. Uh, I see no tarot cards. You're not holding any crystals. I don't think you, you're hiding anything under the desk, right? <laughs> I mean, you just sit there with your head. 
and uh, eyes? Well, I'm l- looking actually from my clairvoyant ability. So that is something that is contained within me as yours is within you. It's in the sixth chakra. The sixth chakra is where is right in the center of your head, where your eyes are, your vision. Those, your vision is actually connected with that. So okay. clairvoyance is actually a visual ability. It's seeing. So when I look at somebody, when someone comes to me for a reading, I will look at the energy. I will, someone might say, can you ask, you know, they'll ask me a question about a relationship and I will look at the pictures. I'll read what I see and it may come up as a picture of an agreement they have with someone or something that they're trying to get over. Or, okay, I had no know. idea. Okay, so yeah. that's making more sense to me and yeah. a kind of... Uh, being a, uh, like a pedestrian and, you know, not having, being an expert like yourself. It's very practical. It sounds like it. Now mm-hmm. I want to know, and a real quick answer, when you look at my energy and you're looking at me, am I clothed or naked? <laughs> I actually don't really see through clothes, but I could if I wanted to. Really? But when I look at people- Wait a minute, stop a second. <laughs> you're saying you can see through clothes, like x-ray vision? Well, that was always a big joke in clairvoyant training. Okay. I love the clairvoyant jokes. I love them. You've you guys have, are the funniest. You really, gone. yeah, they are actually. Really? Actually, I had no clairvoyants idea. tell jokes this way. But They'll everyone knows the answers. look at each other and pass a picture around and people start laughing. No, in I'm their heads? I'm not kidding. No, now here's the other thing because we get into this. Yeah. You know, we are down, we're in downtown Los Angeles. We are on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Our listeners are all over the world. What is going to stop them from thinking that Chris, Chris Cahill is a complete whack job, a complete nutso? I have no control over what they think about me. <laughs> and it is a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I actually don't mind if anyone thinks any one thing or another, but to be honest with you, a lot of people do think that about clairvoyance and I believe you know that. I do and I, I do know that and I wanted to ask that question because I have a suspicion that some of our listeners may be a little skeptical. They might be and I welcome it. I actually don't think that's a problem. I have no interest in trying to prove anything to anybody and I don't think anybody needs me to. But what I like to do is see it from the perspective of just really everyone has a picture. Everyone has a way of seeing life or of seeing what's real for them. And what I love to do is work with the ability of clairvoyance to see people and to see them clearly without judgment. To me, actually, that's where we're going as a planet. We're moving toward a clairvoyant way of seeing each other. Okay. That means without judgment. Well, I like that and it feels good. It's a little touchy-feely, but I like it. (laughs) Give me one example in the practical world today where what you're saying is happening. Okay, I will. Remember what happened in 2012 when women started jumping up a little bit more and stepping out and being seen more? And when, and this is just, you know, because I'm very interested in politics too, in the energy of politics. Hold on a second. I don't know what you're referring to, honestly. Women started getting stronger in 2012. They did? Around the world. If you're paying attention to that, you will see that. You're talking like in the Muslim world? I mean about this country too. Oh yeah, I pay attention to that stuff. But what I started seeing was, yes, this is a time. This is a time and it's not about judging a, a book by its cover, but about seeing that we each have... You okay, know. I love female energy, by the way. Jeremy, did you have yeah. something you want to say? I, I, I just wanted to back that up that I heard recently from someone that there is a shift toward toward females being more dominant in society again because it used to be that way. Yeah. You know, here's the thing about Jeremy. Not only does he run the joint and the board, but the guy knows just what to say to try and get laid. And, you know, that's what it's about. <laughs> I know, it's like, 
that that's such exactly. a kiss that's such a kiss ass thing to say, Jeremy. You're right. You're right. And I tell you, this guy doesn't need any help getting laid. I'm here. I've seen women come by with chicken pot pies and all kinds of crap. I'm not kidding. The guy they kiss this guy's ass. <laughs> he doesn't realize what kind of power he has, and maybe he does. I'm not saying, you know, and he's that, not, That's very funny. Yeah, Vic. it's yeah, true. And it's, funny. come on, dude, look at the women. We're tra- sorry, Chris, this is not any part of you. And I apologize. I got quickly diverted. There's a lot, there might be some anger, some jealousy there. Can you feel the power? A little bit. Not yeah. anger, just yeah. a little jealousy. No one brought me shit that night. Well, there's jealousy for you. Yeah. You think you're feeling jealous? Actually, it's playful fun. I'm not jealous. I'm not, I'm not jealous. So let's get back to you. Okay. May we, will you please? We may You're distracting me, me, Chris. What would you like? Okay. Let's talk a little bit about, um, I know one of your specialties is past lives. Oh yes. Now this is where, no offense to you, but some of our listeners again might start going that, oh, come on, come on. Oh, by the way, speaking of listeners, the number here is 800-893-9562. That's 800-893-9562. I am Vic Cohen. This is Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. Our show today, we have an amazing guest, America's clairvoyant, the world's clairvoyant, Chris Cahill. Now, right now we're talking about past lives. I would like you to tell me a little bit about my past life. Fabulous. Fabulous. I will give you a reading. How's that? I would love that. Good. All right. When I, what I do, what I'll do now is just look at you clairvoyantly and we'll start off with you telling me your full name. Okay. Um, my name is Victor Stewart Cohen, S-T-U-A-R-T. Okay. Now this and is great for you listening. Um, she said she's going to look at me clairvoyantly and then she closed her eyes. Exactly. So she's creating a picture, I imagine, in her head is it distracting you that I'm speaking as you do your reading? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. What, what I'm going to introduce this reading with though is this, that you have many past lives. And what I do when I look at a past life reading for someone or do a past life reading for someone is look and see what is coming up now. And there are many reasons why it might be. It just could be that you're bringing something back that you'd like to remind yourself of or remind yourself of information that you, that you experience, something you experienced in a different life. Or just to remind yourself of a certain power you have. You might have okay. superpowers. Anyway. Well, here, before you continue, I just want to paint a little picture here. Um, I am sitting across from Chris as she looks at me. She's wearing headsets. She's talking to the mic, obviously. She's wearing a moderately cut green uh, type dress. Uh, not too much cleavage, not to be perverted or anything, but I want to paint a picture. She's got a necklace on. She doesn't look like one of those psychic you know, people that you'd see on like the Psychic Friends Network. Uh, boy, I'm dating myself. That doesn't even exist. She has fire red hair and uh, also some in very piercing blue eyes, fair skinned. And she's in pretty good shape. Just wanted to paint that picture again for those of you at home, what I'm looking at. And what she's looking at is a gorgeous man and with a beautiful hairy chest, wonderful luscious eyebrows, luxuriant. Please continue with your reading. All right, that's great. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is... Um, Did I disrupt your reading by doing Not that? at all. Okay. No, no, no. I can read in a train wreck. Um, so what I'm doing is, and this is not a train wreck. Um, I'm looking at the past life that is coming up for you first. And the first thing I see is um, a picture of you in a past life that looks, you're, you're in a, ba- a male body and you're young. You look like you're about six years old. 
um, at the time that I start looking at this life, because it's, you know, I'm not, not like I'm going to read the whole thing from front to, be, to end, but just this point that comes up. And what I see is you as a small child, and you look like you're in, um, I keep wanting to say China, but it doesn't seem like it's China and it's not modern at all. I mean, this is very, very old. It's, it's hundreds of years old. Um, well, I am Jewish and we love Chinese food. Well, yeah, you know, maybe there's a connection there. Maybe that's part of it, but that's not what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is um, the other part of this in this past life, what I'm looking at is what you're doing and what kind of um, economic, you know, where you come from and all the rest of it. And excuse me, the picture I see is a picture of you. It looks like it's a holiday of some kind, some like big um, festival day. And there's a lot of red all around and it's a uh, red, you know, everything like red uh, things being decorated and you're wearing, um, you're not wearing red, you're wearing something darker, like a darker blue, but your your family obviously has money in this picture. Um, okay. You're not like a, you're not a field, you're not farmers. It looks like your father is um, some kind of, um, not, you're not royalty either. It looks like you're kind of ruling class, sort of. Well, let me ask um, you, can I interrupt you a moment? Yeah. Is this ahead. rude? I don't want to be rude. No, no, you're not rude. Okay. You could, can I ask you some specific questions? Well, let me finish this part first okay, to go see ahead. what comes up before you do that. And then you're, you're welcome to, because okay, I want to, I want to see what I'm looking at here. Cause there's a, there's a lot more. Um, the picture is what I'm, what I really want to see here is what you're doing. And the picture I see is that you're You've got older sisters and actually that's what this is. It's not a festival. It's one of your older sisters and it looks like it's her engagement party. It's not the wedding. So your older sister, and she's only about, excuse me, about 16 or something like this. Um, is she hot? She looks beautiful, but she's also like all decked out for her, you know, and this is very old. I mean, it looks like it's about sometime in the 15th century. Um, and I see that you are... You're standing by and all this stuff that's happening around you, all the hoopla is all about her and all about what's happening with the family. And you don't like that your sister's getting married because you really like her. I had a crush on her. And, and well, it's not that you were very close and you know that when she gets married, that she, it, your relationship will completely change. Mm -hmm. Karate and, chopped. And what I see is that you will, um, you're trying, what you're bringing back is this energy of kind of feeling abandoned. Like that's the energy in that life and that point. But you also, then your sister turns to you and says, we're still always going to be together. It's this, it's this kind of um, energy of letting you know that, or this message of letting you know that she absolutely is there for you and loves you. But the picture is that you're feeling sort of left out of what's happening. And, but you look like you're a really strong little kid. Like you just have this, this and I'm energy. six of, years old? You look like you're six. You, you actually look like you um, have more on the ball than your average six-year-old in that lifetime. But you're really, it's like you're having to step up your sister's leaving. That's the okay. picture. So the, is in bringing that to current day, if I sometimes have a problem with abandonment, are you suggesting that? That could be part of it. But also what I see, that's absolutely right on. But what I see is that there's this picture of, um, she tells you before she goes, I'm always here for you. Like you don't, you aren't alone. So there's this energy, this healing that your sister gave you in that lifetime that was a um, kind of a wanting you to understand that. Okay, so, so it does look like that's the spiritual vibration you're bringing back is um, the, reminding yourself that even if you feel abandoned, you're not alone. That's what I okay, see. Okay, well, that's very helpful. Uh, wh what is her name? I don't know. 
And I, uh, I don't get, sometimes I just don't get a name. I just see her as, I can see how she looks. I can describe her, her dress. I can't. Can you describe no what name. she looks like? She's beautiful. She's 16. She's um, got this, her, but her hair is all plated and dressed. Like it's really specially done for the, um, for the day. Like it's, it's ceremonial. It's this ceremonial kind of giving away ceremony or binding the families together. You it's, know, there's something about this. I don't have any sisters, but right. I always imagine what it'd be like to have a hot sister. She's a hot sister. So maybe that's what I'm tapping yeah. into. You had a hot sister in that lifetime. I'm sure you've had a few, a few hot sisters in a few lifetimes. Well, um, I know I've had none in this lifetime, whatever that means. That's okay. Yeah, I have two young brothers, younger brothers and uh, never had a sister. But I wanna, I'm curious about something. A um, couple things come to mind. I, first of all, um, I live in a home that at one point was a whorehouse, Okay. Tell me about what kind of energy am I dealing with? Through, and I'm not, I'm not making this up to be provocative. This is 100% true. I've read, I've read even about it, the history. And uh, there were literally probably thousands of sexual acts for hire being done in my bedroom. And that's since I've moved there. No, I'm kidding. No, but <laughs> prior to me moving there, seriously. So this is your current home. Yeah. I'm going to take a look at it. You want me to? Yeah, cool. but let's try and do it quickly because I know we've got, I got so much I want to cover and I don't- That's but cool. No, definitely. I'll just take a real quick, a quick scan off the top. Picture I see is when you first moved in, there was a bit more of a sludge energy above, you like halfway from the room. You know how like heat rises and yes. cold sinks? This is sort of that energy of the, the, it, the sludge was kind of like the heat rising, but it looks like the longer you've lived there, the more you've owned, um, your energy has taken over more. Like you have actually cleaned the place up energetically. It, it doesn't look like it was super dirty when you moved in, but it did have that energy and it's still in the building, but it doesn't look like you let it get in your way. I mean, no. I don't see it as a problem. I like the horror energy. Good. Let me ask you that. I'm curious, have I ever been, I strongly believe, and I'm gonna tell you why, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. I strongly believe I've been a woman. Oh yes, you have many times. Now, I don't know, do you say that to everyone? Everyone, if you, you've been around for a long time, Vic. Is that why I have so many mental issues? Like I get mm. so worked up sometimes. I can't, I can't answer to that. I don't have like crazy have... mental, I don't have, hold on, let me just qualify that. I don't have like crazy mental issues. Like right. I have like, they say like mishigas, is like a Jewish Yiddish term for it. It's just like Soros, another Yiddish word. Just sometimes I get a little, I'm like that neurotic anxious at times. Well, you have a lot, you're sensitive to energy. You're a psychic. You think, I, you know, my my father's father, my uh, his mother, so it'd be my great, great grandmother was a psychic. Paid, there, there you like go. Her career was psych, be a psychic. I bet she was more of a medium too, wasn't she? You know, I often ask my dad because my dad remembers people coming to the house to get readings. Yep. Absolutely. It so, runs, it runs and sometimes it's just the permission in a family too. Like that wasn't looked down on people. She, she could do that. That's yeah, okay. It was no shame. It wasn't judged. It. it wasn't seen as bad. Right. Well, Heron, let me tell you why okay. I think I was a woman. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I, and seriously, I love show tunes. No, I'm serious. I'm not trying to, you know, I, I am an excellent decorator. I have an amazing touch. I love talking with women. I have a really good, you know, not that I dislike men. I like men too. But there's something I have a very strong feminine energy as part of me, I believe. And I love, I love performing oral sex on a man. And uh, I enjoy, no, I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> I don't love it. 
when you're forced, you just try, you pretend to love. No, I've never. Really? You don't love it? No, I don't. No matter what I've said to you, Jeremy, during the act, it's never been love. No, I've never actually, not that that matters. I was joking about the oral sex, but the truth really is that I believe I was a woman. Yes. But are you just saying that because any guy sitting across you, you'd say, oh yeah, of course, you've, you know, everyone's been a woman and a man. And a- well, actually, you've been around for a lot. You've had a lot of different lives is how I see it. And yes, you've been a woman many times and you've been a man many times. But also here's the other thing. We all have both male and female energy. We run, each of us, whatever body we have right now, everyone's got both. And you can turn them up and down and you know work them in different ways. You're, you're a sensitive, but you're, that doesn't make you any less of a man. What does that mean when you say I'm a sensitive? Well, you're sensitive to energy. It means that you're more aware of it perhaps than some others. It may affect you more you consciously. Like you're aware when you're around energy that affects you. You get it. And what does one do if they're going through that? Do they avoid the energy then? Cut it out of their life? Or, or you can learn to ground and let go of it. Okay. I mean, that's what I learned to do. And that really made a huge difference for me. Starting mm-hmm. to learn about energy and working with energy was how I healed myself. That's a big deal. And that's what I teach. I love te- I mean, I love that. I love seeing people do that. And everyone's going to find their own way. And yes, avoiding it's a good idea too. Right. If someone bugs you and they're really difficult to be around, don't be around them. So, so it sounds like um, all energy around us can be used to our benefit. Sure. Even negative energy? Well, negative energy is negative energy to you because it might be that there's something you resist there or that you're perhaps you're trying to figure out or learn or or heal from. It may not be negative when you get neutral to it, when you just don't care anymore, you Mm -hmm. know, when you're not judging it. So you told me you think everyone is psychic. Well, it's human. Not everybody wants to have their abilities on. And I don't judge them for that. I mean, I, I think everyone has a different way. Now, what about, um, have you ever met someone where you look at them and you're like, um, I got some news for you. This is your first life. You've never had a past life and I got nothing. I will tell you that if someone is coming to see me for a reading, they have been around for a while. I know that. Okay. Because the energy is drawn towards you? Because they will not probably come to anyone for a reading if that's not the case. I mean, I just don't see that people who are capable of going to a psychic or who know about a phone or any of the other things, I mean, and I don't want to sound weird about this, but you've been around for a while. People on this planet, we've been around and around for a long time. Now, here's here's something that I think other people listening would probably be wondering. Part of me questions it. What proof is there that any of what you're saying is the truth versus you may have a very active imagination, Chris? Well, and that's a good question. But actually, I really don't need to prove this to anyone and I don't, I don't have proof. But what I do see is when people start to become conscious of their own spirit and their own energy, they prove it to themselves. It's pointless to prove how you feel to somebody. You can't. Right. Is it also perhaps, like, let's say it is made up in your mind. I'm just... Not that, you know, I'm not trying to disparage you anyway. Let's just say that as an, for the sake of what I'm about to say. If the person gets improvement in their life, does it really even matter? Well, you know, I, I look at it 
a little differently from that. Okay. And that is that if you're saying something to someone or reading something for someone as a psychic or as a healer or as a, as a counselor, even if someone's doing that and you're working from truth and what you see and what you are conscious of and aware of, you're actually creating a great healing by being in that truth. So in my truth, I see what I see and I will tell somebody and nobody else might see it the same way I do. And I have to not worry about that. So let me ask you this. Tell me if this is true. If what you're sharing with someone you're doing a reading on resonates with that person, Mm -hmm. that's good enough confirmation, perhaps. If I see somebody being able to get a spiritual hello, which is what I'm giving, that's me doing my job. Regarding in... Okay. I mean, spiritual hello is a hello to the spirit of someone without judging them. Okay. I, I guess I get sometimes hooked up, hooked on, well, how do we know that the psychic isn't saying things that everyone would respond to and take to heart? And if they took to heart and made changes would improve. Well, it's a fair question. However, it is a fair question. <laughs> yes. However, for everybody, there's a unique vibration my gift and my craft and my art is to say hello to this vibration of a person. And really I can do that because I've been doing it for a long time. I've trained at it and I love it, but I know now, I know from all these years of doing it, that if I try to prove it to someone, I will get stuck. Because ultimately I'm guessing it's up to the person to prove to themselves to have it or not. And if I say something to someone that makes no sense to them, I don't worry. I'll, I'll tell people sometimes if this does not make sense to you, just let it go. It's not me saying you has to be a certain way. I'm not okay. interested in trying to force someone. Can you to, do me a favor? You know, can you position your mic so I can see both of your eyes? Sure. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but no, no, I got the woman you. is psychic. Oh yeah. Like this. Can you I've, see me better? Yeah, I can. All right. Now I'm going to share something with you. I've known Chris for a little bit and there's something about you that's very sensual. And I mean that in a, not a dirty way. Like Jer- Jeremy just agreed. He just popped in. I don't, oh, he, in my ear only. Jeremy, did you, what did you sense it right away? Absolutely. Yeah. What, tell me what you sensed. Um, there's a confidence in what she does and her ability that makes her very sexy. Okay. Thank you know, you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Wow. There's a certain, um, nice. th- the energy I feel is and I and when I first met you, it's very um, calm and self-accepting and sexy, like a sexual energy. Now, is this from a past life? It's actually from healing myself in this lifetime and learning how to have that, because it, that I I do see that as being how I am naturally, but I was not always that way. Each of us, when we have our own energy, like it really is an attractive thing. So, I had to heal myself. Okay. I mean, how, how, when you say healed the, you know, I'm sure like, I know what Jeremy's thinking. How messed up were you? Well, I don't <laughs> think I was messed up. And that is a I fair didn't question. See that, but I, but I used to really take it all on. I used to take on everybody's stuff. I was healing, you know, my family, the, my friends. The what pl- does that mean? You were talking to people? Well, I was taking on their energy. I was, I was absorbing energy. I was very sensitive to it. So is that where you walk around depressed? No, I was never depressed, but more like in pain, <laughs> really, you know, I mean, the, you know, a little bit overrated energy pain, but really I would take on people's stuff and then I would be sitting in it and I didn't know what to do with it. I'd and, be invalidated or it was hard for me to do my own work or to heal or to see myself. 
And when I started learning how to do this, I started letting go of that energy and becoming more confident because I realized, oh yeah, that isn't me. I don't have to take that on and I can't solve it anyway. So was it a subconscious taking on? It was a, um, a lot of it was subconscious. Absolutely. Like what I'm, what I'm getting at Chris particular is some people will be the friend therapist. Oh, I was. Who is calling, you know, and they're going to solve everyone's problems. Absolutely. Right now. You got me. So one of our listeners or more, if there, and I suspect there are many listening that might have that quality. Mm -hmm. Does that automatically mean that they're tapping into other energy or perhaps maybe doesn't just mean that they're codependent? Well, it could also mean that they're really good at being a control freak, which I was. But that has nothing to do with being psychic. Um, actually, it can. They can get in the way of each other. Definitely. What can? If you're being a control freak, or if you're being codependent, or if you're taking on people's stuff, and you're also very psychic, but you're unaware of it, you're going to really feel a little full. Okay. It's like having a really, really full plate, but you're walking around with it all the time. Okay. I look at it sometimes as having like a backpack full of rocks. And just carrying that heavy weight on your body all the time. Now, Chris, I do therapy, psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. I've done it many times, different people. We talk sometimes about childhood. Usually my current therapist, we talk more about today. Right. But the point I'm trying to get to is that the past or how I grew up, the environment, my perceptions, that all has created who I am today. So in therapy, and I know you're not a therapist, how does one like myself separate from what is, what's anxiety or feelings that have come from childhood and life experience? Because that alone is tough in therapy versus what's coming from a past life. Very good question. But here's one thing I'll say about that. Um, childhood and things you take on throughout your life from other people or from agreements, that's all spiritual energy. That's all energy. Say that Those again. are agreements. So if you took on stuff in childhood that might have been, and let me let me give you an example, my example, my childhood picture, I'm responsible. So then I became responsible. And that was a picture I remember how old I was when I got that. I was about six. I'm responsible. And that was not true. So I became responsible for things that I was not responsible for, and that got in my way. So that was me agreeing that I was responsible. And it's not me beating myself up over that. I just finally, I had to learn that that really wasn't me. When you say you agreeing, you're talking about your energy agreeing. Yes, I took it on. I said, yep, okay. And then the programming that goes with that. So let's say you see a whole group of people in your family, like in my family, the women taking on certain kinds of but, energy. But hold on, this sounds like psychology and not psych. Geology. Well, you, <laughs> like, can, you can look at it as psychology if you want to, because the psychology part will go in and figure it out and solve it and make sense of it. Where does this the come from? Psychic part of it yeah. will look at the energy and will look at the agreement and will look at that agreement you have with your grandmother or with your aunt or your sister or your, your father or whoever that may come up and say, Are oh, you two had a past life together and I see this agreement and you've been helping this person and and things change all the time. Every psychic and every lawyer who's honest will tell you that every agreement is negotiable and breakable. Okay. Now, I want to remind everyone who I'm talking to, this is Chris Cahill. That's K-R-I-S-C-A-H-I-L-L. -L. She has a website, chriscahill.com. And, you know, this isn't like she just popped in here for a few minutes to just talk to me. This is what she does. You know, this is her career. She, six years of training, is that right? No, actually more than that, but I taught full time for six years. Okay, at a place in Chicago that's highly regarded. It's when beautiful. It it's called Envision 
and it's a school for psychics. Right. Now, someone who's really skeptical, again, could go, she's really nuts. Not only does she believe this stuff, but she got educated in it for six years, so-called. So right. But, like, it's not APA, you know, Psychology Association. Uh, I mean, who's saying this is even a degree? Well, I do. Okay. I have a degree. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be obnoxious. <laughs> I know I'm that. just saying like, this is probably what some of what you have to go against because this, there's so many people who want to see evidence of this stuff. Right. But see, I don't care. You keep saying that. I really don't. I used to, and I don't anymore because actually the people who come to me are the people who want to do what I want, what I do. And I will say something about psychology and I'm not against it, but what I have seen sometimes in psychology is people will figure it out and they'll go over and over and over and they'll say, I know what this is, but then they don't let it go. And that's not everybody because I know I have many therapists who are my clients too, who come to me, who are also therapists, they're psychologists and they're psychiatrists and they know it too. It's like they might do the same thing and not let it go. And there's a certain point where you have to let it go. And that's my work. I don't let it go for someone, but I always say hello to that. I'd be like, when you're ready, you will. It's forgiveness. It's releasing. It's, you know, it's love. Why can't someone listening like me yeah. just do this work on themselves and kind of cut you out? You, they can. <laughs> They're absolutely, they can. But I'll tell you that when I want a reading, I go to someone like me. Who mm -hmm. I trust, who uh, who I and I tend to generally tend to trust the people I was trained with because well, I know what they're where they're coming from. One of the things that I've loved what that you've said is I've three times at least, not to again to be annoying or anything obnoxious, uh, asked you about you know the scientific proof and what would you say, and I love that you say I don't care because I think that's an attitude that all of us would really benefit from regarding whatever we do. Now, of course, there's if I have a job. I do care because I want to do the best job I can. And of right. course that's work, but not everyone loves everything you do all the time, regardless of what you do. Exactly. And I do care about the work I do. I mean, you know that you get that, but well, yes, I'm not worried about the judgment. I think my going to art school helped me get over the caring about what people thought about my work. That was the university <laughs> of Chicago. No, that was the school of the art Institute of Chicago. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, and tell me if I'm wrong, Chris, that's an esteemed art school. I think it is. Actually, it was really a fun art school, but it gave me permission. This is the Art Institute of Chicago. Yes. I mean, this is a world, if you're not familiar with those of you listening, yes, you, <laughs> whoever I have, that is. I have a BFA from there. I love it. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to just build you up, but that's very impressive because that is one of the most, you know, it's one of the most famous world art uh, museums. I'm grateful forever for the training I had both there and at Envision because it gave me all the permission to really be me that, I, that I wanted. Well, what I've started, I, I was saying, thinking what I find so fascinating is that, which I didn't know is that clairvoyance, uh, people who are clairvoyant do their work through vision, through seeing pictures. Mm -hmm. And you went to art school and I see such a connection there. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Now, my mother said something to me once that I found very disturbing. And it's something that I think, Chris, you can answer for me right now. My mom told me that she believes in a past life we were married or may have been married. She and I were married. Now, I think she may have gotten this from uh, a psychic, I'm guessing. I don't know. But she said that it's very common for people who were married to then change positions in, in their relationship in other lives. Mm -hmm. So 
is there a possibility that I was married to my mother? Yes. I've actually seen that many times with people and I've seen it in my own family. Absolutely. But that's also an agreement. It's not just, don't get fixated on the being married to your mother part. It's not in present That's time. the part that turns me on. I, okay. <laughs> I actually like that part. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. But they say every, there's a little truth to every joke, but I really was. I was kidding. Yeah, I know you were. I've I'm talked about your it. eyes right now. Yeah. I can see. I've talked about it in stand-up about, you know, how my mom, and I make jokes about it, and I lose the audience because they just get so disgusted by the idea that one time that my mom said that and, oh, that's inappropriate. And, and then I kind of wonder, is it inappropriate? Is it not? But more, more importantly, could there be any truth? And you're saying yes. I agree. There could be. And, and I see it, I see it all the time with people. And it's not about the, when you think about married in present time, what you think about, you think about sex. It's not about sex with your mother in present time. It's that in your, in your history as beings, you've been around the block a few times together. Like you've known each other and had different kinds of agreements. Your agreement with your mother is pretty strong. Are you saying mine in particular or others when you say your? I'm looking at you. You're the guy sitting here. I'm looking at you. Yeah, okay. Right well, I didn't you. know because yeah. your could be like your you're talking in general. Your agreement with your mother is very strong. It doesn't mean that it's always how you want it to be or not. It's not, I'm not judging it as good or bad, just simply it's a strong agreement. Right. I, yeah. I would say that there's a connection there that's pretty strong. Yeah. Now, are you saying that that could change in, in a, like a click of the fingers, snap of the fingers? Well, it can change because you decide to change it. You know, kind of like changing relationships um, with people who, we, who are friends and then we change our way that we're friends with somebody or not and so on. I mean, we change things all the time with people and that happens with parents as well. It might be that you decide that you don't want to be in the same family with people anymore or that in the same group or that you want to come back and do something a and little you can change. You can change an agreement from other lives back? You can change anything. You don't have to wait for others to do it. It's more about being conscious yourself and deciding what do I want? What, what's working for me? It's not good or bad so much as what is this agreement? Does it work for me? Okay, now getting to, uh, how do you just change an agreement? You literally like, I mean, I would never do this, but I just say to my mom, uh, we're not talking anymore. Forgiveness is a good way. So what would that look like with my mom? I mean, well, forgiveness, if that was the case, like if that was something you wanted to um, do with her, it's not about saying, I don't want to talk to you anymore. But, no, and I, want, but I do of, want to talk to her. Yeah. yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I can, I can see that. But let's say that you decided to let go of the past and whether she's involved in that past or anyone else, forgiveness is a beautiful way to change agreements. What does that mean, forgiveness? Letting go. What does that mean? Letting go of all the hurts. Releasing uh, between them? me and my mom, sure, or in the family, or in your life with anybody. It with, just feels vague right now. I'm not quite. Well, I'm I'm kind of being a little vague because I'm not going in and reading specific okay. agreements. Uh, okay, but with your mother, if you wanted to keep your agreement, you're fine with it. It's not a problem. You don't have to change anything. The agreement being that what, whatever your agreement is, like an, however you see it. What's an example of an agreement? Well, let's say that you have, um, I'll, I'll use one of my own examples. In the past, uh, I had an agreement with different people to be the one that people would call when they had a problem. You would make that many, agreement many verbally? Many, many years ago. Verbally? No, it was unconscious on my okay. part. When it became conscious and I realized, oh, with some people, that's okay. Like there's not, I don't feel like I'm having the energy and the life force sucked out of me, <laughs> then that's fine. But other people, I started feeling that and I started changing agreements. And just deciding 
No, consciously I started changing agreements when I became conscious of it, realizing I'm taking this on. It's hurting me. I have to stop. But you didn't like call them up and say, hey, uh, it's Chris. I'm changing that agreement we had. Not like that. But I did say to people, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. Or I'm, I'm, no, that's, we're, okay. it's different. And that changes the agreement. Well, I'm changing it. I'm not waiting for them to be ready to change. Sometimes people say, you know, you're right. And sometimes they get mad. Okay. And they don't understand. Yeah. And that's fine. You have to just, it, it's for you. This is your responsibility for you. What do I want? You shared with me just now that you've been married to some of your family. Yeah, I know I have. I've seen it. And who have you been married to? Um, I, I was married to my father in a previous life. How was he, the he sex? He doesn't know this. How was the sex? Have no idea. And that is a fair question. That's the part I don't even, <laughs> I don't look at that stuff because I go on completely unconscious. I don't want to see any of that. It's not about that. But maybe there's some stuff it's there you need the, to resolve. It's about the responsibility. <laughs> You're such a punk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to help. Yeah, I know. I can tell. Can I tell you something, Chris? Because I, I am psychic. We established that through the, my You're lineage. You're very psychic. I think that there's some sexual issues that were a problem between you and your dad when you guys were married. Right. And I really think it's slowing you down. Wow. Now, the the light in your eyes suddenly went a little dimmer. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm trying to stay conscious over here. <laughs> okay. You don't want to think about that. And actually, you I, might I'm need not to. sure that's you a might fair need question. To. It is a fair question. You might need to think about that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Next fair question. Okay, I know please. you don't like that, but going so you had a relationship with your father. You, obviously, you don't. Well, want... I have a really strong agreement with my father. I, he's a great guy, but I know that in a previous life, I've seen it. I've just seen the energy. It's the agreement more than the, what the relationship was, and the agreement in terms of communication with different people, with different so beings. Did you change that agreement? Oh yeah, him? I've changed the agreements and with everybody. In my well, family. how did you do that with your dad, your ex, um, your ex husband? <laughs> That's where you said he was. Actually, how I've done that with everybody in my family I want to know is just by changing in myself. So by changing be, myself, they change. Okay, and okay, that makes sense to me. Right, a bit. And when you change yourself, other people around you adjust. So they pick it's up on that energy trying, change. Yeah, it's not about trying to manipulate or force or yell at or argue with. It's about you becoming more conscious of who you are and what you want, and that adjust. Other people sort of line up to that. Okay. They really do. I know it's, let me ask, I'm just curious if, if this, the if that's as specific as you can get, I understand is, but is, was there something you did in communication with your father that changed that agreement? Yes. I, I started actually trying to talk to him more, um, to get more answers out of him, to communicate more. And the and most interesting thing is last year, he started telling me some really neat family history that I'd never heard before. And I'd call, I told my sisters and they'd never heard it before either. And it was interesting to me because it was family history going back a few generations. And I was like, oh, I, I'm glad I know this because now I get certain things that I've been looking at for a while and I didn't know what they were. And he told me this and it wasn't like he knew what I was looking at for. He just wanted to share it. How does that change the agreement? It just made it easier for us to communicate somehow. Our communication changed last year. Became, it became more um, open. Hmm, okay. And part of it is my dad went through a lot of health stuff last year and he's fine, but it's, you know, it's a big deal. So what a gift. Yeah, oh, that, very much a gift. You know, that he's live and not only Absolutely. that, but that you have this new relationship based on the agreements changing. Right, and, and not just him, but with other people too. I've seen this with many people. I know there, there's more of an opening up right now. People are communicating differently. So what I'm getting from you is that this is very nuanced, a lot of this. It's not uh, in your face, 
paint by numbers. You go and call up and make a statement and the energy or the contract has changed. It's a little more subtle than that. It's all present time too. Present time. That's the only time you can see this stuff. The only time you can do anything, but the only time you can really change an agreement right now in this moment. What am I choosing? How conscious am I? How much am I seeing it? I'm not going to overthink it. It's like, is this right? Is there anyone else in your family that you were married to? Besides my current husband? In your past, in past lives. I I don't see that. I don't know. I'm sure there must be someone in there somewhere. Is that common? I've been with that group for a long time. Really? Yeah. You know, as we were talking, I was thinking that um, my dad, I think was my sister. No, I think he was my brother, actually. Could have been. Yeah. Now, you met Jeremy when you walked in here. Mm-hmm. Jeremy again. Yeah. Guy runs his joint. He's I operating see- the board today. Thank you, Jeremy. I see him. Uh, when we talked about him, you and I had a quick conversation, and you said that you liked his energy. Yes. Wow, really? Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes, she did. And yeah. is there, without getting into a long reading, because we're, we're, you know, we don't have the time, but what are some, do you have any impression of what he was in a past life? Um. Yes. And actually the, the, the first thing that comes up, it's actually when I, I, I want to compare it to when I walked in too, because when I walked in, what I saw was, oh, this place is grounded and it's nice. And the energy is really, it's like kept in a real kind of clean way. Like it feels there's permission to exist in here. <laughs> if that makes sense. That it's, makes total sense actually. Yeah. Yes. Well, the picture I keep seeing, and I, and I hope you don't take this, and I don't think it's a negative, but it's a funny, it, it's a neat life. I mean, I just keep seeing this past life of you as a monk, but you were like the- You got the wrong guy. I know, but it was This wasn't. guy is the last person to be a monk. But remember that the monks made, they knew how to have fun. They played music. Unless there was drinking in pots. They knew beer. how- they, I was just going to say that. Yeah. They made beer, and he was, he was actually from a happy group of- it, friar, maybe friar is a better word. I wouldn't want to be a part of this But I see set. this, it was like earthy and real like in the forest and you were, it was, it was actually very, it wasn't about having to be in the middle of the city and all the craziness, but in the forest and, and more freedom. It was about yeah, there's freedom. There's a good vibe here. You, you feel that, right? Yeah. Like uh, on a yeah. basic level, I'm not a psychic. I don't know anything, but I do feel an energy here. It, it allows people to be who they want to be. And I think that's yeah. that's really good. Well, you're a healer, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Very much one. That's right. Every time he buys someone a drink, he's trying to heal them. Right? In, in a way, yes. Actually. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. I mean... I want to give people what they need to really get to the next day. And that's different for a lot of different people, you know? Actually, you know, the truth is about Jeremy. I mean, one of, I can tell one of the joys he has in doing this radio thing is that he loves seeing people do what they love to do. Yeah. He gets real pleasure out of that. I do. And that's sincere. Yeah. I can see that. That's nice. Thank you. So was, was Jeremy ever married to any of his family in a past life? Do you really want me to go there? Quickly. Um, you know, if, if I was going to go and scan through everybody, I'm sure I could find someone that Jeremy was married to. Here's the thing about that. It's really naughty, Chris. Naughty? It's naughty. It's naughty that think that you were married to your dad. I was married to my mom. Isn't that naughty? Not really. I have a lot more neutrality to it than you do, Vic. Well, our society- To me, it's, it's like past life. Over. Done. Here we are, present time, whole different thing. Do you think different ball game? Do you think it's appropriate for uh, an adult to share with a parent? I mean, a, a, a parent to share with a child that they may have been uh, in a past Actually, life. I've heard, 
I've heard other families, like I've heard people say that to each other. I don't think it's a problem. Like I don't have a weird feeling about it. Maybe because, you know? maybe because I kind of get like a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe yeah. that's saying something. Could be. Could you know? be. I mean, you know, and it might just be that it's hard for you to find neutrality with it. And I don't think that's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Uh, the uh, that idea of um, and obviously you know what's great about you also is what you said there's there's no judgment that you know, you, is it's helpful yeah now um, you had said that um, I think you said everyone's psychic is well, that right well being psychic is a human ability so people have the potential to turn on and use their abilities not everyone wants to. Is uh, if I were, t is there a way that you can test my psychic ability right now? Well, I don't test abilities. See, I don't see it as a test. What I see is potential for psychic ability. And I think I've told you before that you are a healer too. When I say healer and I say psychic, this is someone who knows how to work with energy on some level and has helped other people. It may not always be a conscious level. So if you train your abilities, I know that you would have more. It's not like there's a test where, you know, kind of like a standardized test, here's a number we're going to give you. That never works. How does one develop their psychic abilities? Well, the way I know how to do it, get yourself in your body. Start grounding, start working what with energy. What does grounding mean? Grounding means uh, being able to make your body safe. And actually, here's another definition. Being able to connect your body to the earth. It's something you know how to do as a being. It's not, you know, difficult or Give unusual. me one example how I could do that right well, now. Now, have you ever heard any of my meditations? I have not. Because I teach that. So what I will do is I'll have somebody in a guided meditation just sit and imagine that they're basically connecting their lower body right down to the earth. So my, one of my favorite ways to do that is with a heavy duty, solid, beautiful tree trunk. I'll just have a tree trunk connecting to my lower body in particular the first chakra and let it go right down into the earth and let it connect to the center of the earth. It's just, you're making it up. It's visualization, it's fun. It's playful. And the more you visualize and the more you have fun with it, the better it works. But what you're doing is you're creating a mental image picture of being grounded, giving it to your body, and then your body benefits. And then it makes it easier for your spirit to be in your body. When you, when you say past lives, okay, I'm, I just want to give you some rapid questions. Here. Okay, When we ahead. say uh, past lives, are we talking about reincarnation? Yes. Is this a religious thing? No. Okay, and what makes it not religious? Like in other words, let me ask you this from a psychic standpoint. There are some religions that believe that, um, you know, that someone died for us or many religions have different ways of like, you've got to prove yourself to, another, to get to the other side of another life. Mm -hmm. Are you saying you don't believe any of that? Um, I really don't. I, I kind of rejected the religion I was raised in at a very young age because I just didn't see that it was all true. Everyone's got a different way of looking at things. So to me, it's not religion, it's spirit, it's spirituality. So past lives, that's your spirit. You as a being, you're, 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 you've been here a long time, well, here's not what, the first time. What bothers me about past lives is I want so badly if this really happens, I'm going to go with you and say, yes, that there are. Uh -huh. I want to know about it. And the fact that I don't really know too much about my past lives makes me very frustrated. And it makes me feel like, what's the point? I mean, if I, you know, like when I get scared of death, I think that's it. It's done. But then I could say, well, Chris is, you know, said that there are these past lives. I'm going to come back. That's exciting. Then I go, no, it's not exciting because I'm not going to remember anything. 
It's not like I came back. But think about this too. Can you imagine if you remembered everything from a past life, including all the really awful stuff? It would be really hard to function. When I look at a past life for someone, I'm looking at the being, the spirit. What is it that this being is coming back with? You, you create your next life from this one. And then the, the part about death too, if you can not be afraid of death, you know, if clearing the fear of death, that's a big deal because then it makes it easier to not be afraid to live. Hmm. That's so pretty... past lives to me are healing for that reason. They validate the spirit of a person. Hmm. It's fun actually too. Well, it's actually soothing. It you is. Know, it does alleviate some of that fear that, you know, I've always carried around. I'm scared of death. Well, and you know, you can sit and get yourself grounded in a meditation and just start to look and see, like notice what do you just feel like is coming up for you on a past life level. Mm -hmm. and it's more about knowing your own spirit. And, and what's really kind of interesting is there are lots of people who go through life not ever knowing their spirit, at least consciously. Or would you say that everyone does know their spirit? They just don't realize they know it. They don't have a name for it. I don't think everyone does things the same way, but some people just, I believe that a lot of people do not get to see themselves clearly. And when they decide to, then they can start doing so. But many people might find someone else's information more important than their own. Hmm. Say I, that again. If you, if you need someone else to tell you what's true, not you, but in general, the broad, you know, you need someone to find the truth or to tell you what's real. And that's what a lot of people are looking for. What's real? Where's the answer? Who has it? What's the real thing? And actually what I look at is find it yourself. Was I a hooker in a past life? Oh yeah. You were, you were just a really nasty one. No, I'm being serious, Chris. <laughs> I want to know. Look? I, yeah. All right. Was I a whore? Look, wow. please look. I won't judge you as a whore, but I will say, I mean, maybe it's not such a bad word, but. Was I a fucking whore? Mm, oh, Vic, let's see. Actually, the picture I see that comes up, and honestly, it's not even what I was looking for, but it's, I just started. Is my head going up, up. And, up and down? No, what I see you <laughs> as is actually kind of a good time girl. What does In that a, mean? I don't get paid? Well, you were, no, you, it, it looks like you actually didn't get paid enough. You but made people feel good. Right. You were a healer with no, your no, body. No, no, seriously. You, I see a female lifetime, you in a female body during the gold rush. You're just saying that. No, that's the picture. Wild West, really nasty. People think gold rush and they think, oh, it was pretty. It was awful. It was dirty. Serious? It was nasty. You yes. really see that. I, I am seeing that. You know, I got to say when but I- you don't look very smart in that lifetime. I'm sorry. Like I was not- was you, I pretty at least? You were pre very pretty, but you were not validated about your intelligence. Did I die of a, like, uh, like as an STD? Um, it looks like you died of either drugs or alcohol. Seriously? Yeah. So I was a skanky whore. Well, you, you didn't start off that way. That's the thing. You didn't start off as a skanky whore. It sort of turned into a sad thing. So how does that show up today? She's closing her eyes. When She's creating I'm, a picture. <laughs> what I'm looking at is... Present time, the picture is finding amusement with that. I'm not kidding you. And I don't, I'm not making that up. Could it lead to addiction now? It, it, I don't see it as addiction. I see it as finding amusement with that, with that. That I was once a whore. That you did that because that's probably not the lifetime I would have turned up if I was just, just giving you a reading without you asking that. Really? Some, so questions, pointed questions like that can sometimes- I'll look be for it. If somebody says, can you look at this? So I'll say, sure, but that's not you. Like, I'm just looking to see what's coming up. Well, how tall was I? 
You were actually about, you look like you were petite, petite in that lifetime. Really? Who did it? What size were my breasts? Oh God, I have no idea. Can you look? Oh, you're, you're, you're really, you're really, you're cracking me up. I want to know. Um, it looks like you were a petite kind of buxomy young blonde woman. Did I shave my pubic hair or was it have all bare? I have no idea. I can't like, see that. Like was it normal? I heard in the gold rush, they were kind of like, you know, the seventies thing back then. They could have. I yeah. don't know. What I'm looking at is you dancing in this nasty tavern and you look bombed. <laughs> I think you're seeing Jeremy actually. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's laughing over yeah. there. Maybe no. he was the guy sitting at the at the table at the bar throwing you money. Jeremy, I think we're uh, we're almost out of time here, aren't we? You got 20 seconds left, man. Okay. Well, again, I want to thank you so much, Chris. That's Chris, K-R-I-S, K-H-I-L, K-C-A-H. I-L-L. Go to her website. You can also get a reading from Chris. She does it on Skype. She does this all over the world. And thank you, Chris. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much, Vic. I really enjoyed being here. Thank you. And And Jeremy, thank you. And we'll see you again soon. Thank you. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair quest, quest, question.